When you meet someone, do you wonder about their story? If you're like me, you're always interested in the lives, hopes, and dreams of people. Stories Connect People podcast will bring you interesting, inspiring, and compelling stories from people just like you and me. Stories that will inspire you. They'll make you laugh. You'll learn. They might even make you cry. But above all, you will feel connected and closer to the people around you. You may see yourself in these stories. You may feel connected because you share similarities in your own journey. There are rich, interesting stories closer than you think, maybe even yours. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People. I am Polly Van Duzer, your host. This is a big week for Stories Connect People podcast. This is my 25th episode, and I can't think of a better guest than my guest today, Luke Mickelson with SHP, Sleep in Heavenly Peace. What started from Luke finding out a kid in his town was sleeping on the floor has evolved into a nationwide movement within just a few years. The motto, no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. My husband Brad is the one that got us completely hooked on supporting Sleep in Heavenly Peace after seeing Luke and SHP featured on CNN Heroes about 18 months ago. It was such a pleasure to interview Luke, and he is just as incredible as I thought he would be. He is warm, down-to-earth, generous, and funny. You will hear us talk about the build days and the bed deliveries. At the build days, the volunteers literally do every single step by hand from cutting the wood, sanding, drilling, staining, and then branding. It's amazing. And then volunteers go out and deliver beds to kids in their home. All of this is done with so much love for the kids and families. Luke talks about his first big breakthrough was when Micro featured SHP on Returning the Favor. Then, in 2018, he was featured on CNN Heroes. SHP has received more than $1 million in grants from Lowe's, and the Rose Bowl organization asked SHP to build 100 beds for a service project. And you can now find Luke's smiling face on the Lay's potato chip bag. I said, who in the world knows someone who has been featured on the Lay's potato chip bag? Luke, I am thrilled to have you join me today on Stories Connect People podcast and have you share the Sleep in Heavenly Peace story. Hello, Luke. How are you today? Welcome to Stories Connect People podcast. Well, thank you. I'm uh, glad to be on with you. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. So Stories Connect People podcast is all about people who are interesting, inspiring, and uplifting. And you are all of those things and so much more. And so I cannot wait for our listeners to hear all the great things that you are doing. And so um, thank you so much for your time here. Of course. So um, I'll just kind of give a little background and I want to share our story. I know you hear so many you know, oh, let me tell you my SHP story, but I'll tell you ours uh, real quick. And then I want to hear a little bit about you and your background and just all of the great things and um, just the SHP journey. So, uh, and then we cannot wrap up the interview without talking about how you got your smile on the Lay's (laughs) potato chip bag. And so, okay. I I'll cannot wait to hear that, but we will say <laughs> we will save that to closer to the end. And so, um, so Luke, you are from a small town in Idaho, right? That's and right. Yeah. the work that you were doing really started from um, a work that you were doing through your church, and it has just evolved into this nationwide and expanding from that movement to get kids up off of the floor. And so the work that you're doing is absolutely so moving. But I will tell you how we got connected to SHP because I think it's such a great story. So my husband, Brad, he is really the one that got us hooked on um, SHP, uh, Sleep in Heavenly Peace. So it was around 
um, the holidays and uh, he saw something on CNN Heroes where they were highlighting, uh, I don't know, half a dozen organizations or so where they were spotlighting the great work that organizations were doing in the community. And he saw that and he immediately started uh, researching. So he told me about it. Then he immediately started researching and he found that that Mike Rowe had, had done a show on you on returning the favor. And so I can tell you, from that moment when he saw you on CNN Heroes, I think that we have talked about sleep in heavenly peace every single day for one reason <laughs> or another for almost two years. And wow. we absolutely love the work. Our friends have gotten behind it. Our church, our church supports. We've done bed, um, uh, bedding drives at church. Our friends support SHP. And it's been just a really, really great organization to be a part of. And he helped um, the founder in the Atlanta in-town organization um, kind of help get that started. And so um, we've just been involved from the ground floor here in Atlanta in-town. And so it's just, like I said, the movement that you've had really that's gone nationwide. And so why don't you tell us a little about you a little about your background and I want to hear just where you came from. Sure. Well, thank you. And, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of humbling, you know, to be able to take, uh, take compliments, you know, of, of how wonderful the work is. It really is, you know, I'm just a small kid from Idaho and, and it's really the hundreds and hundreds of people, even thousands of people that have made SHP what it is. It's really the mission that, that has moved people. Um, not just one guy. And I, I'm just, I guess I'm grateful that, uh, that I just had some, I guess, divine inspiration or, or, you know, the good Lord's kicking me off the couch to get something done, you know, um, uh, cause I, you're right. I I'm, I'm a small town guy and, uh, Kimberly, Idaho is only about 3000 people. I mean, it's pretty small and Kimberly, uh, when, Idaho, what's that closest to twin, twin falls, you know, twin falls is, is the biggest town close by and still even, even twin falls is only, you know, 35, 40,000 people. And we live in what's called the magic Valley and it's, it's made up of you know, several cities, uh, um, smaller cities, Kimberly being one of the smaller ones um, of uh, 30, 30, 3,700 or 4,000 people. And I grew up here most of my life. Um, I uh, served a mission for my church for a couple of years in Texas, which was a cool experience and um, came home and started uh, working for uh, the family business. And my, my mom had actually had remarried when I was gone. And when I came back and um, you know, I did college and came back and, and, uh, was kind of the redheaded stepchild, if you will. But, uh, I, I, I learned a lot of things when I was out serving people and I knew I loved to serve people. I was actually in, um, in an outside sales position. So I sold water treatment, boilers, cooling tower, chemical treatment, which was really technical, but it was really fun. I, I, what I enjoyed probably the most about it was, um, you know, we deal, I was dealing with large industry that, that relied on, the, the testing and the, and the, you know, the expertise of the sales rep. Um, cause if you didn't have that, then, you know, there would be some trouble in the plant. And so I really enjoyed being that person that they could rely on to get some help, you know, um, and that carried on into my service work with, um, with my church. You know, I, I taught, um, I taught a lot of gospel doctrine, um, in my church and, and did, served um, in the community. I did a lot of coaching. I, I love sports, love football and coached my kids. And, you know, and then it was about 2012 when um, really when this craziness started, I, you know, I was in my job for, for almost 20 years, 18 years and, and it moved up and I was actually in the process of purchasing the, the uh, company with my, with my stepbrother from my stepdad. And, and uh, we were, you know, couple a couple of years out working th working towards that and it was a it's a really nice company and so my 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 future was pretty set i you know i could i could see what what it looked like down the road and um but i but i always felt something was missing um no matter what i do i no matter how many times i coached or how many times i served or helped people move or something like that it just you know i just felt like i could be doing more um and then when in 2018 or 2012, rather, I was um, in a position called the young men's president where 
basically I was responsible for the boys program ages 12 to 17, both on the spiritual aspect as well as the physical um, entertainment aspect. And, um, and basically the entertainment was, uh, and the activity was scouts. I mean, we, I was a, I was basically a, wasn't the boy scout leader, but, um, I guess I was called the venture scout leader back then. I don't know if they still call it that, but, um, but I was overall the program. And once in a while, probably every, every other week we would meet as leaders in the church, um, and talk about needs, you know, this family's doing this and how this family's doing that. And, and, um, you know, we'd, we'd find little service projects. Well, I, I remember to this day sitting in that meeting and they were talking about a family and, and, um, the mom was, um, really struggling. She was a school bus driver and, and was, uh, you know, the, 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 the dad was, had some mental illness challenges and, um, stayed home and, you know, just struggled. Right. Um, and they were talking about various aspects of how they could help. And one thing that popped up was, well, their kids, you know, someone went over to their house and they noticed the kids were sleeping on the floor. And I looked and I thought, you, you, you're kidding me, right? I mean, they're sleeping on mattresses at least or something. They're like, no, they're just, they're just on the floor. And I said, okay, now we'll take care of that. Right. I think I, I just thought, you know, having kids, helping kids, what a great opportunity. Right. Um, and then we, we got together as a scout group and we talked about some things that, you know, I wanted the boys' input and what they wanted to do. And, um, you know, at first they were like, well, we'll just go buy a bed or maybe we'll just, my friend's got a mattress or my, you know, my uncle can donate one. And, and so we were kind of putting these, these plans together and I, you know, some just came, the thought came to me. I said, you know what, this is a great opportunity to take these boys and teach them something. Let's pull an Xbox controller out of their hands. Let's put a, a drill and a sander in it and let's, let's put them to work. Let's teach them something. And something doing something for someone else. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, I, I went home that night. I was just, you know, Polly, I was jacked. I was psyched. I walked in the house and I said, I, I, where's the tape measure? And I went straight down to my daughter's bedroom and she had a little, she, we had a bunk bed down there and I, I basically copied it with some minor changes and just went out my, out my garage and my, my wife said, what are you doing? And, and I said, you know, I just got this project. I'm going to build a bunk bed. And she looked at me and like, I was crazy. And, uh, but, and so I was really excited and, and, uh, we, that next Sunday or Saturday or something, I went and bought all the wood and, and, uh, started putting it together and the boys came over and we, we kind of finished it up. It took a couple of nights. And then, um, I remember I was telling one of the other youth leaders, I said, Hey, I just built this bed. I'm going to go deliver it to my, to this, this family that is in need. And he told me later on, he's, he just kind of rolled his eyes going, you built a bed. I mean, how good can this bed be? And when he came over to help deliver it, he, he actually recalled to me, he had apologized. He says, you know, I didn't give a lot of faith in your bed. <laughs> he says, but when I saw it, I said, wow, he says that that's actually not, not a bad bed. And so, uh, he took the boys with some other leaders and delivered it. And I stayed home and cleaned up the garage. And, uh, the next day was Sunday. And, and I heard all the great stories about how the family was so grateful and the kids were grateful. And I felt really jealous. <laughs> I, I missed out on that part of it because I enjoyed the build, but I didn't uh, get to do the delivery. And, and I we love the delivery. It is, that is oh. like the highlight of, the work is Isn't it? to be in the home with the family and the kids when there's just nothing like it. You know, and it's, I tell people all the time that, and, and, you know, you get, you get people that you can appreciate it, but like you said, until you actually walk through the door and then you see that little boy or girl crawl into that bed and it's, it's a good chance it's the first time they've ever crawled into a bed. It, you just, you lose it. I mean, for me anyways, it was life-changing. You know, we 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 wanted to do, back then we wanted to do more. I, I wanted my family to be, to feel the same joy that I had building it as well as these Boy Scouts had delivering it. So I had I some love extra- that. Yeah, I had some extra wood and, and it was Christmas time. I was sitting on the couch. I was, you know, all these thoughts of, of, and meanings of life I was missing out. And I was kind of going through a crisis of faith and didn't know who or what I was or why I was here. And, and, uh, my kids were kind of complaining about, 
you know, these presents. I told them there's no way we're getting another Xbox guys. Come on, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and it just hit me, you know, I just said, you know what? I just experienced something awesome. Um, I want my kids to appreciate what they have and also feel the joy of giving back. And right then I said, you know what? I can sit here. I can wallow in my, my misery and despair and frustrations, or I can get off the couch and I can go do something. And so that's what I did. I got up, went to, uh, went out in the garage. My wife was cooking dinner and kind of looked at me and says, what are you doing? I said, you know what? I'm just going to build another bed and you're going to help me. <laughs> and so, you know, for the next two, three nights, we, I mean, I spent hours on that bed and, and the kids came over, you know, and, and sanded it and we put everything into that. And here we had this finished bed. We loved it. Uh, we didn't know what to do with it. And my wife said, you know, Hey, well, I, I asked her, I said, you know, wh what are we going to do now? I don't know any, any other families. And she says, why don't you, uh, put it on Facebook by sell trade, you know, a little, a little Facebook group and, and see if anybody needs it. And I, so I put this post out that basically said, Hey, you know, my family and I built a bed for a family that has kids that might need it um, as a Christmas present um, to you. Do you know anybody that that has a has a uh, know anybody that has a child that's sleeping on the floor? And I was really worried that we were going to get all sorts of people saying, "I want a free bed." You know, me, 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 me. And although we did get obviously people that that were interested, I had more people tell me. That is awesome. Are you going to build more? Can I bring mattresses? Can I bring food? Can I bring all sorts of stuff? The next thing you know, my wife and I had uh, 20 mattresses and sheet sets to gl galore. And <laughs> we had all sorts of stuff. And so my my friend out in a, a town about 30 miles away, I've known her. She actually served a mission with me, Tennille uh, Claridge. And she uh, she emails me and she says, hey, I've got I've got the family that that needs your help. And I said, oh, sweet, great. And she said, they just came out of homelessness. They've been living in their car. This little girl for six years, six years old, been living in the backseat of her car or at friends' couches and stuff like that. And I said, you got to be kidding me. So I said, you name it, we're over. And I think it was the very next night. We loaded up, me and my wife and, and my buddy uh, Jordan, we went out there to deliver this bed. And uh, walking into the house, I mean, I've experienced some poverty and some homelessness situations, but for this just, I'd never seen a child in it, you know, and when you walk in the home and there's nothing in the home, there's a hot plate sitting on the floor and it's heating their night's dinner can of soup. Right. And that's it. That's the only thing in the house. And then to see this little girl so happy, they just got a house, right? She was so excited to show us her bedroom. She pulled us back in the bedroom and, you know, there was all her little toys and pictures, you know, little, uh, paper drawings from school that she put on the wall. And I looked over in the corner and there was this nest of clothes. And, you know, I just sank. I just said, I mean, my gosh, for six years, you know, you've been sleeping in the car. Now you're sleeping on your clothes. Um, you know, you take your clothes off in the morning, you put your, put your school clothes on. And then, cause you just slept on them that night. I just couldn't imagine. And, and so I was ecstatic to bring this little girl, um, a bed. And so we, you know, we brought this bed in and she just went crazy. I mean, at first she was really uh, kind of confused what all this pile of wood was. And then <laughs> when, once she's realized that, oh man, she started hugging us and hugging the bed. She had a sister that wasn't there. I actually never got to meet the sister, but um, super excited. And, and you know, that if that wasn't enough to put, you know, to... <laughs> to take me over the edge, I looked over at this mom and, and I was raised by a single mom too. We had five kids and, and my mom worked hard and we weren't, we weren't rich by any stretch of the imagination. And, but it made us closer. And, and I looked at this mom and, you know, six years of tears are just pouring down this mom's face. And you can see the, the relief of knowing that her child is now in a comfortable bed. I, I just couldn't, it was Polly. It was almost overwhelming and i i have to fight back tears i, mean, I know this story and it's just so moving to hear it it's in i just haven't heard you tell the full story so it's yeah. um it's tough you know um and the well we got in the car heading home and we kind of and no one said anything for a while i mean what and we didn't really say anything and finally you know we just kind of said really for a couple of hours a night, that's what we solved. 
no, no question. We're going to do this again. And, and I just said, you know what? No kid's going to sleep on the floor in my town. (laughs) If I have anything to do with it. And, um, my friend Jordan was like, I'm right behind you. We're going to do this in Boise next year. And you know, it, that's why I tell everybody when you go on a delivery and you get to see and feel probably the biggest thing is feel the, the emotions in the room. Um, uh, it, it's more than just a bed. It's more than just a, a, a night's sleep for these families. And uh, so uh, right then and there, we were, we were hooked. We were going to do this and come to find out it was a need that no one really was taking care of. There was only a few places, even nationwide, that were doing beds for kids. Um, no one was building them any, anyways. And so, yeah, I remember I called a guy back east in North Carolina. It was called, it's called Beds for Kids. And, and he kind of started the same way. He built beds. But now they were buying beds from Target and at a really discounted price. And they were taking them in and, and doing a lot of other stuff. They were doing chairs and desks and all sorts of stuff. Um, but I thought, you know what, um, this is something that I know my community needs. And the more and more I heard about it, because um, at that point I was like, hey, just anybody, if you know a family or if you know a kid sleeping on the floor, let me know. Just you know, message me, email me, call me, whatever. I'm going to build a bed for him. And why don't you come over and help me build? You know, it was really fun. <laughs> and, you know, we were learning together and we, and, and the beauty of it, I mean, we had friends come over, Polly, and we thought friends brought friends. There were people in my garage that I had no idea who they were, but, but they, everybody was building beds, but it was awesome. And trust me, building beds back then was terrible. <laughs> I mean, we were on, oh yeah. I mean, it took us days and we were on hands and knees and screws and all sorts of stuff, but, um, but no one cared. I mean, you were sore and you were sweaty and you were dusty and you know, your nose is full of sawdust and, but you didn't care it. Cause you, you realize, especially when you went on that delivery, you realize what that effort solved. Um, it, it was easy to do it again, you know? I interviewed this lady, um, Julie Farmer. She teaches immigration classes. And so she has helped like over 200 people get their citizenship. And we had dinner with uh, she and her husband, Ron. And Brad was just telling her about uh, SHP and the work that he's doing right that at that moment. So Brad said, if, if you know of anyone that you know, families, because I'm sure you come in contact with them that need a bed, you know, we're here to help and I want to know about it. She texted a mom, the little 10 year old boy was sleeping on a mattress. He hadn't, they're from Venezuela. They hadn't, he hadn't had a bed the next day, the the next weekend. So that was Saturday. The next weekend we delivered Raul a bed. Awesome. And it was incredible. Awesome. And so- well, how did Sleep in Heavenly Peace uh, get its name? Where did that? Go? <laughs> I mean, everybody says Sleep in Heavenly Peace, but uh, but uh, share share how you came up with that name. Of course, you know that was the funny part. You know, we got back from uh, delivering that first bed, and we just went to work and started building. We actually built nine more, and um, my wife and I can't remember when, but somewhere between building nine and delivering nine, my wife said, "You know, you got to call this something." And I said, you bet, I got it. And so I actually even, I actually have the post somewhere in Facebook, but I, I put down beds for babes. And I, I was so excited about that. <laughs> my wife that probably did like, not go over very like, well. You're a crazy, you seriously, you're going to call it that? And I'm like, what's wrong with that? She's like, think about it. And I'm like, oh, well, oh, okay. If you, yeah, if you look at it that way, maybe <laughs> she's, I said, okay, well, fine. What do you call it? You know, and it was Christmas time and and our fav- my favorite song is Silent Night. And I don't know about Heidi's, but, you know, uh, we were in that Christmas mood. And she says, well, what about Sleep in Heavenly Peace? That's what we want, right? And I, it was one of those moments, Polly, where you're like, it was perfect. It was perfect. That's all. That's a word I can explain um, because it fits so perfectly. And so I'm like, yep, that's it. I mean, it was it was a split second decision. Yep, that's it. We didn't contemplate it. We didn't think about it. It was that's what it is, you know. Well, that's why I love doing this podcast because I get the story and I just love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, and and so yeah, so sleep in heavenly peace and and the nice thing about it is, you know, we wanted to, you know, it's good to have an acronym, right? It's easy. Sleep in heavenly peace is a mouthful, right? That was probably our biggest concern. 
And so we, we came up with SIHP. And so we started using SIHP and had a little I and we didn't have a logo or anything like that. It was just, uh, just the name and too many people miss, you know, thought we were miss, misspelling ship S H I P. And so <laughs> we said, that's not going to work. And so we dropped the, we dropped the I and, and started calling it really early on, started calling it S H P. And, um, the next year it really, it was still just a Christmas project, right? We weren't going to do it during the year. You know, I had a full-time job and Heidi was raising kids and, you know, we didn't think we had time. And so the next year came around and we were waiting for it. I mean, come, come November 1st, we were planning it. We were gearing it. My work was actually behind me saying, Hey, why don't you use our warehouse? We'll clean it out for you. So we were jacked. And then a buddy of mine, Joe Dilly showed up to the build. There was only one build, right? We were just doing this Christmas build and you know, we had 35 people there. We had the news there. It was really cool. Well, and he showed, he shows up with this brand that has SHP on it. He had made it un- unbeknownst to me. Right. And he's like, why don't we brand him? Well, and I should back up because the year private previously, we wanted to kind of tag the beds, right? We wanted to people to know the beds came from us and from people in the community. So my sister, Zan, um, she actually is really artistic. She actually drew this little card that we would wrap around the posts when we delivered it. And it just said SHP 2012 or something like that. I, I can't remember. Um, but you know, th- their little tags, they get ripped off in, in the first day of use and we knew they weren't going to last. Well, my buddy shows up with this brand and he says, why don't we just brand them? And I thought, beautiful. What, how, how fun. It was cold outside cause it's Christmas time. So building the fire was, all, we were all about that. <laughs> you know, at the bed builds, everybody wants to be doing the branding. <laughs> oh yeah. And that, you know, the brand, the branding's the hot area. <laughs> it is. You know, it's, we have these things called SHP isms or SHP magic. And I, I always look at the brand as one of those. Cause we had no intention of doing that ever. It was just one thing that came around and you're like, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll throw it in there. And it turns out to be one of the funnest parts of the build. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, let's talk about the, so you, it was just going to be this holiday thing that you did. And now you're over 200 chapters. And so talk about kind of the evolution and, you know, what yeah. were a couple of big points for you. And then I want to hear about this past weekend's, um, do you, I don't know if you have any numbers from the we, uh, build across America. So I <laughs> want to hear that as well. It'll be an exclusive because I haven't released those at all yet. So it is going to be lucky. an exclusive right here on Stories Connect People. <laughs> and you heard it on Stories yeah. Connect People. You know, um, so the growth of SHP is really attributed to the people that wanted to do it. You know, I, I think that what I didn't realize when we first started, certainly the second year, you know, me and my friend, Jordan, 30 year old friend, you know, we known each other since we were five and, and he was up in Boise. He was like, all right, we're going to build up in Boise too. And so I do my build and the next weekend I drive up and do his build with him. And, and what we found out was we weren't the only crazy guys that wanted to build beds for kids and thought it was a great idea. And, and, we found, in fact, after the second year build, it was, you know, a week or so later, I actually had people upset at me that I didn't tell them that there was a build going on. They wanted to be involved. And I'm like, you realize I was going to put you on a sander for four hours, right? <laughs> and and they were upset. That's my favorite job. I, I like to run the sanding station. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, we kind of, we kind of realized that, Hey, you know what there, maybe, maybe other people would like to do it. I mean, maybe other people are interested in it. And we had, we had another friend who started one in Pocatello that it was really, it was really just a build. He wanted to do a chapter, but he, he didn't live there and it was kind of hard, but we did a build and it was awesome. Um, so our second, our next attempt at a chapter, uh, just really didn't pan out. Um, but that was okay. we still had a lot of interest and, and, uh, and it, we were still only doing it one time a year. Well, in about 2016, well, 2015, really, we decided, and we were getting requests all the time. My bed list now was not 10 people, 10 kids. It was a hundred kids, you know, and, and the request for people wanting to build beds and doing Eagle Scout projects and church service and all this stuff went from one or two to five or six a month. And we were like, oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, I could take a Saturday a month and do a build. So we ended up doing 15 builds that 
that year. And really that's what, when we started doing those builds and posting it and then friends were posting it and friends of friends were posting it, all of a sudden we got people that were interested in starting chapters in other areas. And so Jordan and I kind of got together and said, okay, well, let's, let's talk about that. What does that look like? You know, and um, we had a chapter in a friend of mine in San Diego that wanted to start. He had a friend in Texas that wanted to start. Then we had this crazy guy from Minnesota who we had no idea who he was. He just researched us and wanted to build a couple beds and we convinced him to do a chapter. And so now he was a chapter, <laughs> you know, and it just started growing. And um, in 2017, um, that's when we really started seeing a lot of the growth we had. We were putting on a chapter, about a chapter a month. Um, we had, we had 13 chapters kind of in the works in November of 2017, but really only about nine chapters that were active. And we decided to do this training day, um, where we flew all the chapters into Twin Falls, um, on their own dime, by the way. And, uh, they came in and we did this training day. Well, lo and behold, unbeknownst to me, we were doing this little photo shoot with this media group. Um, and, uh, and Sarah, the producer was just asking me these questions. And, and I said, it was a great time because we were doing this training day and she's like, Oh, I'd like to be there for that. So we were training, we were showing them training, training, what training day looks like. And, and I thought it was kind of odd that there was all these cameras there. It was a really big production. And uh, there were some things that I knew that they were lying about, that they weren't telling me the truth. Um, but it was kind of one of those things where I learned very quickly, I'm not going to ask because I don't want them to have to lie and they know they're lying. <laughs> you know, but I had no clue until I turn around and there's Mike Rowe sitting looking at me. And, you know, you, you, you just don't, you don't mistake Mike Rowe anywhere. You don't love mistake him. Mike Rowe. That is right. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, they were filming, obviously returning the favor. And, um, and then we got the new building and, uh, that was just, it was, it was a huge, huge benefit. And the reason why it was really special to me is because it was only a couple weeks before that we, uh, I was, I was, I had to make a decision. Um, I had to decide whether I was going to stay working for and purchasing this, uh, this company from, uh, my stepdad or, or have to move on. Um, and it was, it was a tough to skip decision. You know, you, I was making really good money. I had my whole retirement planned out. It was, we were, I was done, right. I was, I was there and, uh, but I wasn't gonna be able to do my, my passion, my new passion, which was, um, this bed thing. <laughs> but God brought the kids in your life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Those dang kids. And, and you know what? I tell you what, Polly, I, I, I can't look back and, and, for a second question, whether I did the right thing, there's just no question. And, you know, I, I had to quit my job. I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have another job lined up. I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. And my wife was 100% behind me being jobless. <laughs> well, and, and, but following what I really wanted to do and cause she knew it made me happy and she knew this void that was just inside me that, um, that I was, I just wasn't, wasn't happy. Um, and so it was a big leap of faith, but, you know, since then we, you know, returning the favor happened, I was actually able to find another job for about half the pay, but, but it was a good job. They, it was going to hold us over and, and, um, and SHP from, from the airing of returning the favor, um, we had 5,000 chapter president requests, people wanting to start chapters uh, worldwide. And, and so we knew we had to do something. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, um, for the listeners that don't know, um, uh, share what you got out of that returning the favor. So, Mike, sure. Mike, they gave you a space for uh, mm -hmm. for a couple of years. Is that right? Uh, to, just to kind of get you started, right? So, talk a little bit about that. You bet. Yeah, you know, we we just got into this. Dave and Mindy Fox were a couple that owned this little. Um, it was kind of a rundown building, um, but. It was, it was actually awesome. I mean, I, I kind of talk about it as it was pretty rough when we took it over. I mean, there was dead mice and the bathroom was totally shot. And um, you call that and you call that industrial these days. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and and uh, well, and they saved our bacon because we had just got a big mattress donation. I had like 80 mattresses 
and I had no place in my garage. I didn't have a warehouse. I mean, I, I actually put it on Facebook. Hey, someone, does anybody have a warehouse or some storage that I could hold these mattresses at? And Mindy Fox is just the sweetest lady in the world. And she says, I come over, I, let me show you something. We came over and her, her husband was there and, and she said, he says, you know, what do you think of this space? And I said, it's perfect. I love it. Great. Thank you so much. And we dropped it off. And the next day he's like, come by. So I came by and he says, uh, do you think this would help you if you want to build out of here? And I just about cried. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Um, I just don't have a lot of money. He's like, tell you what, you know what? You just, you do with what you want. You fix it up um, and I'm not going to charge you a dime. Well. Oh, it was awesome. And so we, we, we fixed it up pretty good. I mean, it was... <laughs> It was a warehouse, you know, it was an old warehouse. Um, but uh, when returning the favor showed up, um, they they were able to secure something that was very nice and it had a bathroom and had heating and air conditioning and and it was really nice. And uh, and so that's what we got. And we got rent free for, um, for really three years. Uh, and we just left, our three years was up just a couple of months ago. And so, well, it's actually, it's actually up next month, but we've moved out of there a couple of months ago. And so, um, it was a huge blessing to us to have that, but probably even the, no question, the biggest blessing that returning the favor gave us was just, it was a megaphone to the world that SHP number one, that the need is there. There's kids sleeping on the floor in your town. No question. If you're listening to this right now and you're like, well, no, not in my town. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you have two to 3% in your town. They're sleeping on the floor or in really uncomfortable situations. So we were able to announce that, but we were also able to announce and share with people that if you wanted to do this in your town, get a hold of us and we'll train you. And that's where this 5,000 chapter request came from. <laughs> so where is um, SHP today in terms of number of chapters? I don't know. It's when we got those 5,000, I mean, that was a spread over about eight months. Mm -hmm. um, we had a process in place. We didn't know we were going to get that much. We thought we were going to get 20 or 30, but not 5,000. But what we found was, or what we were anticipating was we needed to have a process, right? We just didn't want anybody to come in unbeknownst to what it takes to be a chapter president. Cause it's not, it's more than just volunteering. It's more than just, you know, showing up one day. It's, you may know as, as dealing with the chapter, it's, it's, it's entail, it's, it's involved and there's some things, it's a lot of work. And so we wanted to make sure that they understood that as much as possible. So that 5,000 obviously dwindled down to now um, we've trained 236 chapter presidents. We've got, I think it's 12 coming here in three weeks to get trained again. So we'll be, we'll be knocking on the 250 uh, number range. Um, and we've got about 200 plus active right now and others just trying to get active, but um, uh, yeah. And, and in four different countries. And so what we found now is, especially in the last year, we call them first generation and second generation chapter presidents. First generation is what we saw in 2018. And, and, and your husband, for example, they saw it. They don't know anything about it. They just saw it on the news or a friend told them about it or something like that. And they want to start a chapter. Well, second generation chapter presidents is pretty much what we get now, which is I've been to a build. My, you know, I've, I've been on a delivery. I know the process. I've been watching you guys forever. I want to start a chapter. And so... Um, you know, these second generation chapter presidents are, are a lot more equipped and, and, and ready to go when they start their chapter. And so we're seeing a much higher activity rate and, and much, much more success um, out of these, these newer chapters. And so, you know, we had plans this year to build 50,000 beds in one year and COVID hit, we built 30,000 last year, but COVID hit and we're, we're going to, we're going to try to get at least half of that, try to get 25,000 again. But, um, you know, it's been, it's been difficult. 250 chapters. Um, like where do you see this going? Do you have a vision? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I get asked that all the time and these grants that we write, you know, what is your 10 year plan or what's your next five years plan? And honestly, um, it's, it's pretty simple. We, we are constantly trying to, you know, um, stabilize the, the waters, if you will, because we have never actually reached out other than one area, we've never really actually reached out and asked for people to become chapter presidents. We didn't have to. We still get, you know, five or six chapters a month that want to start. And it's a really, it's a manageable growth, right? It's, you know, you get too much and, and you can't support them as well as if, you know, you only have, you only have five or six a month. And so we found a good medium where 
where we'll accept anybody that can come. Um, but we, we constantly try to keep that stabilized. But so, so to answer your question is, you know, we're going to accept the growth as it comes. Um, we have plans to, uh, we're really focused now on getting Canada up and running. We have two chapters there and about 10 that want to come in and start and they'd be running right now if it wasn't for COVID-19, but uh, we want to focus in on that. We've got a couple of offshore, um, other country chapters like Bahamas, Bermuda that we want to focus in on. And then of course we have, um, other, other larger areas, you know, London and Australia and South Africa, some of these other areas, um, you know, we're trying to figure out what is the, what is the best use of our of our money right now and the best use of our resources and and really close to home United States is our focus um, Canada is another easy focus you know you have to you have to consider how well you can support someone right you just can't open something up in the middle of nowhere and drop off tools and say see you later right you know there's there's some reporting and there's you know government regulations and stuff like that that you all have to pass through and go through and and um so that slows the process down but with that being said in 10 years man i my dream is to be in every continent i want to be in in multiple countries you know helping uh helping and providing good people an avenue to just help other people you know human humans helping humans that's our podcast and um we want people to feel the same excitement and joy that we feel i, I tell everybody look if you if you really want true joy and please, and your listeners know this because of the nature of your podcast, which is awesome. But if you want true joy, stop thinking about yourself, go out and try to find someone you can help. Even if it's mowing a lawn, picking up their mail, bringing them dinner, whatever it is, I promise you your problems that you're dealing with now, they may not go away, but they're going to see far less critical, you know, and, they're gonna they're gonna bring um, a level of joy to your life and to someone else's life um, that that you just won't be able to find anywhere and uh, that's just been my experience. That's right, and there's always someone to help. Um, well, for the bunks across America, um, talk about what that is and um, just any yeah. any information you want to give about uh, this last this last one. Pumping me for information, guys. Yeah, I, I got you. No, it's great. No. So last year, you know, uh, we've always kind of wanted to, I'm all about bringing people together and, you know, having a party. You know, I, I, I love being around people. I love socializing. And we always wanted to have some sort of way that we can connect people that lived in Florida with people that lived in Texas and California and whatnot. And it was actually um, a good friend of mine, the Twin Falls chapter president, Scott Butler, his little son, Ty. Um, brought up, well, why don't we have a day where all the chapters build on the same day? And you'd think we had thought about that before, and and maybe we did in some ways, but again, it was one of those SHP moments where you're like, well, duh, yeah, let's do that, <laughs> you know? And so- uh, And it had it to come kinda, from a kid, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the you kids know? have great ideas. Exactly. And it made it even more special that way. And, and so here we are wanting to do this big- you know, nationwide build. We didn't know what to call it. And so we, we actually had a fun little game with all the chapters. I don't know if you guys were around for this, but um, we, we had a naming contest and we had all the chapters um, submit names of what we'd call this nationwide build day. And they were cool names. They were, you know, Bunkapalooza and um, Bunkstock. And I mean, there were some really cool ones, but uh, the, a common one was Bunks Across America, which really, when we looked at this, we needed something that we could acronym. We needed something that really displayed what it is that we're trying to say. And Bunks Across America just made so much sense. Plus, eventually, we wanted Bunks Across Canada and Bunks Across Europe and Bunks Across Australia and you know Bunks Across the World type thing. So it really it really fit. And uh, it, so we had this build day. And June, June 15th last year was our Bunks Across America. We had 108 chapters that participated. We built 5,500 beds ish, um, with almost 9,000 volunteers. And it was, it was awesome. And really the day isn't so much about how many beds we build. It's more about bringing people together and bringing the community together. So a, we can raise awareness, um, and, and we can bring communities together for a common goal. And that's no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. 
And our mission statement is said by the volunteer, not by the organization. The mo- most, most organizations' mission statement is telling someone what they do. Ours is opposite. It's wanting the volunteer to tell us what they're going to do, which is in our town. And so anyway, so we had this Bunks Across America. And, and this year, um, we were going to do it on, I think it was June 13th. The second week of June is is when the day is. But with COVID and half the country shut down or most of the country shut down, we just couldn't, uh, we couldn't do it. So it was, unfortunately we were talking about canceling it, postponing it, doing a bunch of stuff. We didn't know what, what, we didn't know what to do. And, and I just said, guys, we can't, we can't cancel. We have to do it. And so, but you know, school starting and then you get into October and then you get the holidays. It was just tough. And we nailed, uh, you know, I said, well, September 26th is probably the only day we can do it. Let's just make it happen and started blasting it out. We had a lot of chapters, just so grateful that we were going to do it. Um, it's really hard right now. A lot of chapters, a lot of states couldn't do it. They're not open. and um, But we were able to do a hunt. The, the, we, I don't have all the numbers in, Polly, so it might change. Okay. But, <laughs> but, I, but, but I've got a preview. You do. You got the <laughs> first preview. Um, so we do have 111 chapters that have registered their, their or reported their builds. Um, we've built 5,612 beds. And, uh, and I, what I can't remember was, I think it was around 6,200 or 6,700 volunteers. So again, maybe the volume of beds wasn't as big as last year, but, but the, the crowning success this year was a, we had it and B we had more cities involved than we did previously. And, and really we had about 140 that was going to do it, um, if it wasn't for COVID. So, um, those are all good strengthening numbers to the cause. Um, we were able to be on a lot of networks, a lot of TV uh, appearances for chapters so we could raise a lot of money. And so uh, Bunks Across America was just a huge success. And it was the first year during on the same day we had Bunks Across Canada going. And oh, so we had, awesome we had two hear. chapters building up there. And it was, uh, yeah, it was really, really kind of a milestone. We, yeah, Bunks Across Canada and Bunks Across America went on the same day. It was really neat. Um, those are really incredible numbers. I know that you, um, that SHP has gotten some support from a very large organization in the U.S. and um, they have been such an incredible supporter. Can you talk about that? Oh, love to, love to. <laughs> and they, so Lowe's Home Improvement um, is- one, Shout out to Lowe's. Oh, you guys, uh, listeners out there, of all the companies that I've dealt with, uh, and we've dealt with a lot, of all the companies, there's just about none better and more giving than the Lowe's family. Um, when when I first um, decided I want to do more beds back in 2012, I shopped at the other store. <laughs> and the other store what uh, basically told me I could have a $25 gift card. <laughs> That's like, thank you. That will buy me a couple of drinks on the way out. Um, No. uh, And I went to Lowe's. um, It was my second choice just because I'd never really shopped at Lowe's. And and the store manager says, why don't you come with me real quick? And I walked with him in his office and he's like, so tell me what you're doing. I said, this is what I'm doing. He's like, can you tell me that in a letter? I was like, oh yeah, I can write you a letter. And he's like, good. Because I'm going to give you 50% off anything you buy. And I went, what? Wow. He's like, yeah, you buy anything you need, 50% off. And so because of that, we were able to do 11 bunk beds or 22 beds that year. And it's it's never stopped. Um, Lowe's has. So how did it scale from this letter in, in the store that you were in to them supporting in such a huge way that they are now? Yeah, uh, really organically, to be honest with you. We, you know, every chapter that started up, we encouraged to go talk to Lowe's. And they'd go to talk to Lowe's and lo and behold, they were just as generous as my experience. Um, and the other stores weren't. And so all of a sudden um, we had chapters. Lowe's has what's called the heroes program where they donate, you know, $2,500 a year to the stores have choice to do it to any charity they want. And all of a sudden we had chapter presence saying, Hey, I'm getting the Lowe's heroes program. They're buying all of my tools. They're buying all of my wood for my first build. And it was over and over and over again. And we were getting bigger and bigger. And I finally, uh, you know, it was kind of turning the heads of the corporate guys. And I 
I called corporate, talked to this gal named Julie, who's actually going to be on the Humans Helping Humans podcast. We're interviewing her tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. I will link to that in the podcast. We're super excited, but but you know, they were I think they were still just kind of figuring this out. You know, we were coming on so fast and building building this network of of chapters nationwide so quickly that I don't think they realized just what they had. So they kind of, you know, they they helped us out here and there, but it really wasn't until 2019 last year for Bunks Across America. Oh man, this is a great story and I'll, I'm going to try not to cry, but um, you know, we wanted to do this big build and and um, we wanted we want to get and help and support as many chapters as we can. But you know, we were we were a growing fast organization. We didn't know what our expenses were were going to look like. We didn't know how bad that was going to be uh, as far as uh, cash flow and and you know, we wanted to help our chapters out, but we really just didn't have the money to to do it. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to just I'm going to give I'm going to shoot Julie an email. Tell her what we're doing just to see what they would do. So I sent this email out. Hey, you know, hey, we're doing this bunks across America. We hope to have all our chapters doing this, blah, blah, blah. And it's about three days later, I get this email back, said, Hey, that's pretty cool. We'll see what we can do. And that's pretty much all they said. And I was like, Oh, well, oh. I tried, right? At least I tried. And I remember I was over at my friend's mid. Doesn't hurt to ask. Exactly. You know, this is a good lesson, everybody. Doesn't all they can say is no, right? And so, um, I got this call when I was at my friend's house and uh, we were eating dinner and I looked down and I was weird. It's kind of a North Carolina number. I didn't know what that is. And I answer and they're like, Hey, this is, this is Julie from Lowe's. And I said, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? And, 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 uh, or actually I didn't recognize the number. I just picked it up. She's like, great. Uh, you got a second. And I said, sure. And I got up from the kitchen table and I went over to, uh, and she said, you know, we, we, we would really like to help out more. But, you know, it's kind of short notice and whatnot. So, you know, we can only come up with about 350000 And I went, what? <laughs> you know, and at this time, I'm like, okay, be cool, be cool. And I, I dropped. I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, be cool. And the whole time, I'm just freaking out. And, uh, and I remember I turned around and everybody's like, what? what's going on? What's going on? And I said, Lowe's just gave us 350000 And none of them believed me. They're like, no, no not all. And it, it was really cool. You know, a couple of three weeks later, that check came in the mail and, and to go to the, I mean, I'd never seen that kind of money in my life to go to the store and, and, uh, or the bank and drop off a $350,000 check. It was, it was a cool milestone, you know, and, and Lowe's, Lowe's has always been that way. Yeah. That is so incredible and generous. And, you know, it just speaks volumes to the uh, work that uh, you're doing and SHP's doing, because if it wasn't such a meaningful organization and doing such, um, uh, you know, s- such amazing work, they never would have uh, donated that money. And so um, they have, they have initiatives that you try to reach. And so like later on the fall, they called me up same year, but later on in the fall, they called me up and said, Hey, we have a project they want, we want you to be a part of, or w- would you be willing to be a part of? And I said, I don't know what it is, but of course. And what it was is they wanted to, they had 17 or 18 schools in California where they were teaming up with a group called um, Skills USA. And Skills USA teaches kids like skills, like, you know, woodworking and and, and electrical and, and whatnot. And they just thought, you know, it would be great to have these students build beds. Can you do that? And I said, sure. And they're like, can you do it at the Rose Bowl uh, stadium? I'm like, um, yeah, yeah. I think we can make that happen. <laughs> so here we- Who gets these opportunities? Oh my gosh. It's absolutely unreal. It was, it was amazing. And so, you know, we showed up with, we had six or seven chapters there. We had about 800 or 80 uh, SHP staff kind of staff as uh, chapter presence there. Um, they had 300 kids from 17 schools pull up and we built a hundred bunk beds in one day, 200 beds. And we delivered them. The other cool part, we delivered them all to the disaster relief victims in paradise that, that burned down. Um, and so the initiatives of Lowe's is to help, uh, to, to teach the trade skills is one. Um, they have a disaster relief initiative. Um, they have building communities, um, uh, through service projects, uh, and then, 
the uh, military aspect where they want, you know, they're, they're here to help the military. And we hit on every single one of those. You know, we teach trade skills. We do a disaster relief. We just got done de- uh, delivering beds to what's called the STEP program down in California, which it helps the uh, veterans um, that are struggling with financial stuff. Um, you know, and of course we provide uh, service for, uh, for other volunteer and Lowe's associates to be involved. So we hit them on all, all cylinders. And so they sent me this, this grant application. Hey, would you apply for one of our grants? And so, man, we, we, we shot for the moon. We asked for two and a half million dollars and, and, uh, you know, fully knowing that that's probably pie in the sky. Right. Um, and I remember we were at this, this Rose Bowl build and I, I asked Julie and I actually met the director and I can't remember the life of me, her name right now, but um, super sweet lady. They loved us. And I said, Hey, you know, I, I applied for two and a half million dollars. Is that out of the, <laughs> is that out of the realm? You know, and I, I'm a big, big guy, you know, go big or go home type guy. And she says, well, we'll see, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm, we were just so grateful that, um, you know, they came back and they actually gave us $1.1 million to use in 2020. Um, gift cards that we can use. And it has been wildly successful to help both chapter startup, get them their tools, doing builds during a time where it's hard to get wood. It was hard to get volunteers. It's just, it, it has saved um, a lot of our chapters um, uh, from, from having to either stall or, or even, even end. And that's all because of the generosity of, of the Lowe's uh, family. And so, you know, I just encourage all your listeners, this is a huge plug for them, man. If you have do it yourself projects or you're looking for some, something to do, uh, uh, and you got to go to a, a store, man, just think of Lowe's cause they, um, they give back to their community more than, more than most. They absolutely do. I am so glad that you shared all of those, uh, details that you did because I, I know uh, some of it, but it's I mean, it, it's just like layer after layer of support that they've provided SHP. And um, it's just sounds like an incredible partnership. And you're doing so many great things back for the community from, from you know, the, the, the contributions that they've made. And so that's just, that's just fantastic. Yeah. And there's more to come. I, I can't talk about some of them, but there's some really big stuff coming. So, I mean, from starting this from a a family that you heard about at church to being on Returning the Favor to being on CNN Heroes to having a hundred bed build at the Rose Bowl to getting your face on... The ladies' potato chip bag. I mean, uh, what can you not do? Oh, and getting a million dollar grant oh, from Lowe's to <laughs> to having your photo on the Lay's potato chip bag. I mean, nobody knows anyone, uh, someone whose face has been on a Lay's potato I chip <laughs> bag. How in the world uh, did that happen? You know, it, again, like I mentioned earlier, I just feel... I, you know, I, I, I'm writing the, the shoulders of others accomplishments. I kind of feel like, you know, cause it's, it's, it's really a, just a representation of, of the organization. You know, it's an honor for me, obviously, I know never dreamed of being on something like that. Um, but really it is just a, um, a trophy, if you will, to, uh, to the SHP family and what they've done. Cause that's really, Again, I'm just a guy from 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 Idaho, small kid from Idaho, um, uh, and and it's really the the group and the family that makes what SHP is. And but That's with that funny. being said, <laughs> it was a super <laughs> it's a super funny story. I I shared it a couple of times with some news uh, news uh, affiliates this last couple of weeks. But yeah, back in February, I'm just scrolling through my emails. Like I, you know, I get hundreds a day now, and and uh, just happen to see this one. I just about deleted it, Polly. I kid you not. I mean, I'm hovering over this, going, "What the heck is this?" It, it was one of those where it was really wordy. You know, the subject line was really wordy, and and the lines in there that was just it was there was some bold text, and it wasn't it wasn't addressed like it had. You know, hey Luke, and you could tell it was just a generic letter, and and I just about deleted it, but I saw Lay's smile. And I was like. Lay's potato chips? What what is this? You know, so I click on it, I open it up, and it says, Hey, you know, we love your smile, we love what you do, blah, blah, blah. Still very generic. 
but uh, hey, would you be would you fill out this information uh, to apply? And I didn't even really know what I was applying for, but I was like, okay, you know, we'll figure this out. And <clears throat> so I applied for it, and it wasn't about two weeks later. I get this email saying, and it was actually more personal. Hey, Luke, we love you building beds. You're, and when they when they say that, then they know it's a real person, right? It's not yeah. some generic thing. And and so um, they let me know that you know, hey, you've been nominated. You're a semifinalist to be on a Lay's potato chip bag. And I went, what? Are you kidding me? And and then I learned more about the you know the project Operation Smiles is another nonprofit that fixed cleft lip cleft yes. lips for kids and and big organization wonderful organization and Lay's has teamed up with them and to help raise money for them as well as other nonprofits they decided to pick people in in the world thirty people that are um, putting smiles on people and. Uh, and so I was, I actually made it as a finalist, obviously. And, and, uh, we, they were going to fly us to Dallas to be a part of this big photo shoot and shoot this commercial, but COVID ended that dang it. And so they actually had to mail me all of the filming equipment. It was, you know, like a phone and a, and a boom mic and some lights and stuff. And I had to sit there and film myself catching this, 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 uh, potato chip bag and then pointing to the, to the, like, as like, as the, uh, Brady bunch type thing, you know, and it, it was kind of fun, you know, it, we had a lot Is of fun. the commercial out yet. Well, it, it actually turned out to be, um, on, uh, uh, their website. So if you go to the oh, website, okay. I'll have to go. Okay. I'll have to look for it. Yeah. Yeah. So their website, you'll see me, I'm actually at the very top and I'm kind of like pointing to the one side and I give my thumbs up over here and people are looking around like the Brady bunch. It's kind of cute. You know, it's, it's fun, but you can click on the, click on me, the icon, and it'll read a little bit about SHP and, and whatnot. So, so yeah, that's how it came about. And and then I had to keep my mouth shut. I couldn't say a word to anybody till September 14th. That's when I finally list landed and and people were actually starting to bags were already going out before the 14th and so i found we found a bag i had someone throw, send me a picture going what is this and i'm like i can't tell you yet oh <laughs> but uh and i was actually back in ohio when when september 14th landed and so uh we did a big media push and it's 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 going on right now you'll see my face on three different bags um the, the cheddar and sour cream bag which is my personal favorite. Um, I'm also on the Limon or however you say that, the, the lime one. Um, okay. And then I'm on, which I haven't seen this one anywhere yet. It's the wavy sea salt and pepper bag. And so if you see that, or if anybody sees one of my, one of my bags, please take a picture, send it to me. We're going to put this big collage together and, and it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Well, Luke, you are just amazing. And what is just so amazing about you? I mean, not only just are you, um, ha you have this huge heart, but you're incredibly down to earth, which just makes people want to get behind you and get behind your work. And you're uh, so thankful um, to the volunteers and yeah. team and everything for, um, for all of the work. And um, it's so great to see someone that is so incredible like you, uh -huh. this great movement happened <laughs> for, and you're, you have pioneered something that is, I mean, it, it won't stop. I don't no. believe that it'll stop for a long, long time because there's always going to be people that have a need and um, there's always going to be people that um, want to support that. And so. Well, it's, it's, it, it, it's about the community. You know, the minute, the minute someone makes it about themselves, um, right. they lose it. You know, they right. lose that. I agree that, with that. They lose that magic. And, SHP is is about the community. It's about <clears throat> it's about a group of people in the community finding other people in the community and giving them the opportunity to help someone else out. And that's what makes SHP successful. It's not one guy. It's not a group of guys. It's it's the community helping the community out. And um, and that magic. Um, I agree with you. It's not going to stop the the population growing up. The need is is going to continue to grow. Um, and you know, we're just looking for people that that want to spend some time to give back to their community, whether they start a chapter or just find one close by at shpbeds.org. And you can donate money or you can find a chapter and, and be involved, you know, and go go actually put put a, a bed under a child and and experience the, the exact thing we're talking about today and, and learn 
the joy that we we found, you know. Well, if anyone wants to follow SHP on Facebook or uh, Instagram, how would they do that? Because I know there's going to be so much interest. (laughs) Well, first of all, I'd go to shpbeds.org. That's our website. And you can find a chapter close to you. There's a section that says find a chapter. Find the nearest chapter to you. Um, each chapter has donation page, um, and you can find it there too. So if you, that's another beauty thing, beautiful thing about SHP. When I started this, I didn't want to be this big, number one, I didn't know how big this was going to be. I thought it was going to be out of my garage, by the way, (laughs) but you know, what I didn't want was a big nonprofit that people donate to. And you, you know, you send your dollar in, you have no idea where your dollar ends up. Right. So we made it, we made sure extra, extra work by the way, but to make sure that, you can actually donate directly to the chapter that you want to donate to, and that money stays there. Um, so, you, you know, each chapter has its own do- donation page that talks about the chapter. Um, each chapter has its own Facebook page. So social media, we're, we're, we're heavy on social media. Um, if you type in, if you type in Sleep in Heavenly Peace and then the chapter name, go to their Facebook page. I highly recommend you um, like their page because a lot of chapters, that's where they display their volunteer opportunities. Um, and if you want to start a chapter, you know, we don't share this very often. So another exclusive on Polly's podcast here. <laughs> but, Only there's so many exclusives. The news is going to be like oh, yeah, coming you're, after me. <laughs> you're going to be interviewed all day long. Um, it's um, shpbeds.org forward slash start hyphen a hyphen chapter. And really it's just a, it's a link to, uh, to watch a webinar, to learn you know, the 50,000 foot view of what a chapter president goes through and what we start or how we start a chapter. Um, You'll have instructions, but um, really we're just grateful that we have people that are deciding to stand up and do something. I did a podcast with a chapter president from, from Texas and he had a really good saying. It's very simple, but it's good. He says, you know what, just do something, you know, and, and really as simple as that is, a lot of people don't know what that something is um, and, and don't know how to find that. Really, it was just a, a call to action. that, And, and that's how I was on, sitting on the couch. I just needed to go do something. And, and whatever that is, you'll land on it. You'll know what your passions are. And if it's building beds with kids, come on, come on board, you know, just, just do something. Just do something. Oh, and I was going to tell you also, um, yes. this Monday, if you're, if you're bored, and you have anything to do, go to NBC channel, whatever channel it is in your area at nine o'clock Eastern. And you can watch me try to be an American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, well, we'll have to look that up. Yeah, That's interesting. I'm the, I'm the bunk bed ninja. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, I've, I've never watched that show, you, but I'm sure there's lots of people that have. You know, it's, it's, uh, there is. There's millions of people that have it, and I and uh, you can see an old fat guy try to do tricks. So <laughs> it's fun. Well, Luke, it has been absolutely amazing having you as a guest on Stories Connect People podcast. You are everything that this podcast stands for, and I love that I'm able to um, highlight, and and I know you have so much coverage, but I am just so happy to be able to spotlight the great work that um, Sleep and Heavenly Peace is doing all across the world and all across the country and in Canada. Um, And so, Thank you so much for being so generous with your uh, time and so kind and when, uh, all, sharing all of your stories. It has really, really been a pleasure. Oh, thank you. My, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People podcast. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, listen, rate, or share with others. I look forward to being with you next time on Stories Connect People podcast.